What's up, beer drinkers? We got a great show for you this week. Well, I think it's a great show. It's a little bit long, a little bit long, and almost half of it is about the Disney Plus series Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, they had two episodes, so we had to go through a couple of them. Uh, next week, though, make sure you tune in next week. Download and listen to next week's show. Um, we're going to be drunk, and we'll be after, it will be post uh, Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Fest. We're going to record a little something right after the beer fest um, when we are totally inebriated. So um, that should be fun. Uh, it should be a lot of laughs, a lot of slurred words, <laughs> a lot of, uh, yeah, uh, just a lot of unadulterated humor. And uh, let's see, it's going to be me, of course, Sorcerer Chromatic, um, Eddie Gomez from the Hoppy Craftsman, and Sorcerer Chromatic's uh, old college buddy. Um, I forgot what his nickname was. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't want to give the wrong nickname. Anyway, so it'll be four of us, and um, should be some fun. I hope you. Le- hopefully, uh, we don't get too obnoxious. But I'm sure there's going to be some obnoxiousness in next week's show. But this week, we have uh, some great beers. We also have a good uh, beer list story, and then of course the beer news. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi at the very end. So if you don't care for Star Wars, I feel you on that one. A um, little spoiler alert. I'm not, you know, the first two episodes I wasn't too really high on. But there was a couple bright spots that give me hope for the future of the series. And, um, yeah, so even if you don't listen to that part, uh, tune in next week or download next week's show. Don't forget to follow us on Untap, like we remind you during the show. And instagram and that's the best place you can get a hold of us is on instagram or you can email us at coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com so without further ado it's time for another cold brew The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. Uh, I know we did another short turnaround, but how are you doing this week, man? I was doing all right, and then I saw Goodfellas was on regular TV, and I put it on, and I couldn't it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad on regular TV. That, that just ruined everything for me. How are you? <laughs> Fine, because I didn't watch uh, Goodfellas on regular TV. <laughs> uh, yeah, it still, uh, still hurts about the uh, the whole Ray Liotta. And nothing, so far, nothing's come out on how he died, right? I haven't seen anything. No. I, I you know, uh, I'm sure it'll come out when it does. De- well, I'm sure it'll come out in due time. I... I I really hope it just, uh, you know, nothing to, uh, well, obviously not foul play or nothing to, uh, I don't know, kind of, but what term you want to say? Yeah. Undesirable? Like, you know, Oh, okay. But what not? Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's gone, you know? Yeah. Let him rest in peace. He's made a lot of people happy. I mean, what, what more can you say? Right. Um... All right, but uh, let's get to the beers then, shall we? Sure. All right, so today I have from our friends from 
Decora, Iowa. Talking about Toppling Goliath. I have their Radiant Haze IPA with Amarillo, Citra, Mosaic, and Sabro hops. See on the can it says Mellow Out. As you bask in the radiant haze of Amarillo, Citra, Mosaic, and Sabro hops, open your third eye and follow this hazy IPA on a tropical trip with notes of orange and mango. Ooh, okay, I already like this because it has mango. Mango notes in it. And you know me and mango. We go uh, we go hand in hand together very well. Um, it is 7% alcohol by volume and it comes in a 16 ounce can. So, Papa. What do you got? Ooh, shit, this thing already smells good. I have from our friends up at Mare Island. Mare Island Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. I have their Mariano Guadalupe Vallejo Mexican Lager. Whoa, that's a mouthful. Yes, as the, the search for the perfect summer beer uh, continues, my pursuit of happiness, of beer happiness, right. is uh, <clears throat> continuing. And this is the first Mexican lager in this uh, in this search that I am featuring. Okay. So it's a Mexican style lager from Mare Island Brewing, California. Uh, it's named after a uh, well. It says Mariano Guadalupe Vallejo was a badass military man, fluent in Spanish, English, French, and Latin. General Vallejo held by <coughs> held by Mexican land grant most of the North Bay in the 1800s. He ran the San Francisco Presidio. Designed the town of Sonoma. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to name the and Vallejo's named after him. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, uh, that's the safe assumption. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing, though, too. I have the regular one. However, uh, Mare Island has a uh, barrel-aged version of this beer. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Crazy. What, what uh, kind of barrels is it? Does it say like bourbon barrels? Just as barrels? No, it's a it's a holiday release. Okay. Oh, you have to be a special member though to to get it. Oh, one of those. Okay. Yeah, but um, well, that's what to say. It just says barrel aged. Huh. All right. Well, back to the beer I have. Uh-huh. Uh, just some quick stats. It's a four point nine percent ABV. IBU of uh, 23, the SRM of 3.8. Nice. So, without any ado on that guy, very good. Hold on for a second. I, okay. I found the rest of the, the, the description. Okay, good. Uh, he ran San Francisco Presidio. He designed the town of Sonoma and was part of the Bear Flag Revolt and served in the state senate. Oh, and he also had 16 children with his wife, Shit. Francisca Benicia. Our hometown Vallejo is named after him. Neighboring town Benicia is named for his wife too. Oh. And when back to work crafting and naming this Mexican lager, we knew we did to honor our forefather. We raised a glass to you and your impressive mutton chops of Vallejo. <laughs> mutton chops, he says that? Yeah, you got my. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Hold on. I want to see how to say forefather in Spanish. 
Let me look this up real quick. I go on the Google oh, Translate. Oh, I'm on. Oh, <laughs> oh it's uh, just antepasado. That doesn't seem like a, it doesn't have the same uh, context or, or, you know, a dignified meaning before as forefather. <laughs> yeah, before I the know. past. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, anyway, so this uh, this radiant haze is uh, excellent. Oh my god, this thing is is everything I want in a beer and more. Um, it does have the mango taste. It has that uh, orange uh, zest to it. Um, it's really good. It's maybe not my favorite IPA that I've had from Toppling, but it's fucking way up there, man. This one is excellent. Um, I think that one I had the other day. No, that was. Oh no, you know what? That was not a Toppling Goliath. That was that definitive. Uh, the Cellar Echoes. That was an almost perfect IPA. This one's up there though. This one's actually really, really good. Very close. Got the mango. Got the orange. I think the only thing that would um, I would like to also taste in it is like a berry type flavor that oh man that'd be that'd be nail all the uh all the the flavor notes for me but this one's really really good i like it a lot i already know i'm gonna uh rate it very high like i said right when i opened it i could smell the the, the mango from it and the orange comes through in the uh in the taste and even the finish is nice and clean and uh there's no uh, it's not green at all it's aged very nicely in the can and this is a very good ipa all right, how's your uh, Vallejo? Okay, you're gonna um, you're gonna get a kick out of this because when I tasted beer, and if no one told me what it was, I would say it was very European. Huh. Which, except because a lot of Mexican lagers are based after a lot of them are Vienna style lagers, right? And up front, this has that maltiness of like a European style beer. I mean, uh, it, it's still light and. Cr- just a, a little bit actually a lot of rich flavor on up front this is like Europe in the can <laughs> very good uh, well you better let him out then right alright so we will rate these beers later during our untapped portion of the show just uh, be sure to follow us on untapped search cold brew podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back but right now it's time for some beer news All right, so the first uh, beer news I have, and I may have said this before, man. Miller Lite always comes out with some uh, some cool marketing. Um, seems like every every turn of the corner, every uh, every month they got something new. And I may have said this before. Did I talk about um, Miller Lite infused charcoal briquettes already? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, you know, Memorial Day. So we are recording this on the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend here in the U.S. And this article starts off by saying with Memorial Day celebrations kicking off this weekend, summer is officially here. Well, it's not officially. It's the Memorial Day in the in the U.S. is the unofficial start of summer. Right. Am I correct? Right. Um, Grilling out in the backyard, we can think of many things. We can't think of many things that pair better than barbecue and beer. And it turns out that Miller Lite agrees with us. The brand has announced their release of Miller Lite Beer Coal, which is charcoal infused with Miller Lite intended to turn Miller time <laughs> into griller time. <laughs> I like it. Hey, I, um, 
I follow some like barbecue pages on uh, social media. Yeah. They showed a guy. He put like a steak just straight up on the on the coals, and even when he turned it over, there was some stuff. Yeah. There. Huh. I'm like, hey, that would be pretty good with the beer ones, right? Or anything like really infused, right? That's how you would really get the the benefit from uh, from that. Yeah, I guess so. If you don't mind uh, some charcoal taste to it. <laughs> Um, let's see. Charcoal grilling is a method intended to bring deeper fa- flavor to vegetables, meat, or fish, and it is not uncommon for charcoal to be infused or coated with a variety of flavor components. Mesquite or applewood, for example, are frequently used to add distinct spice flavorings or smoke flavorings. This, however, is the first time a beer company has decided to infuse charcoal with elements of their brews. Beer coal, which is coated with the Miller Lite concentrate, allegedly releases the flavors of the beer. One set of flame in the grill. <laughs> Wouldn't you want a beer that has like more flavor than Miller Lite? Awesome. Don't get me wrong. I like Miller Lite. It's one of my go-to macros. But I will admit it's not a flavorful beer. Eh, more flavorful than Natty Light though. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> if you want your... Uh, what, do, what do I say? Oh, the joke is people who, who are into this are probably ones that like their steak really rare and- I like it's going to get a lot of flavor. <laughs> America. Right? All right. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Hey, speak, speaking of Natty Light. Um, here's the uh, story. Uh, here's the headline of the story for Natural Light. Rain on MDW, which is Memorial Day weekend. Rain on Memorial Day weekend equals free beer from Natural Light. So the most anticipated long weekend of the year, for those of you who, I mean, this comes out on Friday, so obviously you're not going to listen to this in time. But had you already bought some natural light, uh, this might apply to you. The most anticipated long weekend of the year, Memorial Day weekend, is upon us. And while there is always nationwide hope of perfect temps and cloudless skies, gloomy weather often seems to dampen the start of summer. In fact, the Farmer's Almanac is predicting clouds or rain across every region of the U.S. this Memorial Day weekend. That is why Natural Light, in celebration of the limited time release of its new Natterdays Red, White, and Blueberry Lemonade beer. Ooh, that sounds... I I don't know. Is it Strawberry Lemonade or Blueberry Lemonade? Do you like better? I don't know if I've ever had Blueberry Lemonade. Yeah, I can't say that I have had a lot of blueberry drinks. Uh-huh. Maybe, uh, uh like, Blue Raspberry. That should, that's what they should have done. Blue Raspberry. Natterday. Um, you know, at a... Yeah. At Fleming, this that steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, although, great, great. Um, <laughs> um, they have, I think they have a blueberry lemon drop that I'm going to get. Ooh, oh, that might be kind of. I like to try sip. I don't know if I could drink a whole thing. It's too sweet. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Natter Days is promising that if it rains on you at, at any point during the long weekend, you'll get Natter Days for free. Starting today, which is actually the uh, Saturday, this article came out. Um, in 36 states across the U.S., on Friday to Monday, May 27th through 30th, Natty Light will be tracking where and when it rains. So if you're hit with a downpour or even a sprinkle, just upload a receipt for a case of Natterdays to naturallight.com slash Natterdays, and the beer is on them. This way, rain or shine, you and your friends could still have a truly epic Natterday. 
it doesn't uh, excuse me i was hoping to keep reading to say if they're just gonna cut you a like a rebate check or if they're gonna give you a gift card or maybe a voucher for a free you know 12 pack or whatever you bought who knows but I guess you got to go on to naturallight.com slash natterdays to even see if you're uh, qualified because it's only 36 states across the U.S. I'm willing to guarantee, I'm willing to bet, maybe not guarantee, bet that California and Arizona, the two states we reside in, are on the list. Yeah, that's an easy one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, uh, two more stories. Um, this one's a little bit of a downer or an upper, depending on uh, where you fall on the side of the fence. But here's the headline. Budweiser Brewer ABN Bev off track on non-alcoholic and low alcohol alcohol beer goal. So uh, ABN Bev is off track in reaching its goal of making 20% of its beer volume non-alcoholic and low alcohol by 2025. Its chief sustainability officer, SG Barsenas, told Re- Reuters, 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 have we come up with a pre- correct pronunciation for that? Yes. Yeah. We are a little over 6% still, said in an interview on the sidelines of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. We are off track. ABMBEV goals were made to support the World Health Organization in reaching its target to cut harmful drinking, alcoholic beverage consumption that causes car accidents, disease, and birth defects by 10% in every country by 2025. You know, that's pretty, uh, that's a pretty lofty goal, man. That's, that's way... Wow, I had no idea that they were actually doing that. Did you? I don't remember even talking about it. No. That is some fucking meta shit right there, and I applaud ABM Bev, and I hope they reach it. I really do. I mean, I know you and I have maybe gone a little bit overboard a couple times, and luckily uh, we haven't harmed ourselves or anybody or anybody else. But as you very well know, in this country. Um, Drinking and driving is a uh, is a cause of a lot of accidents and deaths. Um, also, just you know, heart disease and liver disease and kidney disease and all that stuff. So that's a pretty uh, that's a very commendable goal, and I really hope they reach it. At first, I I thought actually they just they were off track. When I first saw this headline and I read it, I'm like, oh, they're off track because they want a percentage of their sales um, to be non-alcoholic because they just want to. Um, corner that marketplace or that niche in the marketplace but no there's there's there they have an overreaching goal of just trying to bring down the uh the harmfulness of alcohol overall in the world and i that's that's fucking awesome dude hold on i, I got something for those guys right there a little something so that's cool i hope they reach their goal um and then last but not least <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we talk about free beers from Natterdays, and then I say how uh, ABM Bev wants to decrease alcoholism or you know alcohol-related um, um, maladies. And now Sam Adam wants to give you free beer this summer. <laughs> Are they trying to counteract what ABM is trying to do? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not here to uh, to speculate that, but it is. It has crossed my mind just right now. Um, so Sam Adams has been attempting to quench the wicked thirst of Bostonians since 1985. Uh, world, word of the Boston lager spread quickly, and within the same year, it became its first American beer sold in Germany. Uh, to adapt to the modern 
beer drinker's palette, the brand added orange, lime, lemon peels, and lemon puree to make a brighter version of the original recipe. One key ingredient remains is Grains of Paradise. And I'm talking about the Sam Adams Summer Ale, by the way. It was released in 1995. Um, which gave, gives the brew a subtle peppery spice to contrast the citrus notes. In its apparent quest for maximum refreshment, the Boston-based beer now sells a Summer Squeeze variety pack, which includes Summer Ale, Beach Session IPA, Porch Rocker, and Tropical Wheat Ale. According to the statement received... Yep. I that one, the tropical wheat. I, I was kind of buying that the other. Day. I, you know, I I bought the summer squeeze variety pack, and the tropical wheat ale is pretty good. It does oh, yeah? have, yeah, it does have a, a, a like a tropical fruit note um, to it. Well, so much for featuring on the show. <laughs> you gotta think ahead. Yeah, all right, uh, maybe next year. <laughs> Hey, it could be well, depending on the ABV, it could be one of your uh, uh, beer. Um, What's it? The the search continues for the, for the ultimate summer beer. No, because that's an ale. Oh, okay. Oh, they all got to be lagers. Summer lager. Oh, for the summer lager. See, I already forgot. Are you even paying attention? Not really. I too now. I just I scroll through Instagram while you're talking. Um, <laughs> in case you didn't know. June 2nd is National Leave the Office Early Day. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. What if you already, like, leave early? Like, what if you start at, like, like, I used to start at 5 and get off at 1.30. Like, I'm already leaving the office early, right? Can I leave even earlier then? Um, I don't see why not. <laughs> Samuel Adams wants to reward everyone who celebrates this holiday. So they're actually promoting people leaving work early. Um, this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, this reminds me of that subreddit anti-work. Um, let's see here. Not only, uh, let's see, Samuel Adam wants to reward everyone who celebrates this holiday, not only on the actual day, but every Friday through June and July with free beer. As described in the statement sent to mash.com, uh, consumers can prove that they, in fact, ditched work early to enjoy a cold Sam Adams summer ale by posting a photo on Twitter of themselves having fun out of the office or home office between the hours of 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern. The post should include the hashtag Sam Summer Fridays and the user cash app uh, cash tag. Sam Adams will send $10 via cash app to the first 500 entries every Friday. That amounts to $45,000 worth of Summer Friday beers. Wow, that's a... That's bold, man, to post on Twitter. Hey, look, I'm not at the office. <laughs> what if your boss follows you on Twitter? <laughs> Get a burner account? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, you can use our our, uh, our show account because I'm sure um, your boss doesn't follow our show account. Hey, our listeners could use our show account, too. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and send it. Yeah, send it to uh, 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 the cash symbol uh, Cold Brew Podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Buy your favorite um, podcasters a free beer on National Leave Work Early Day. <laughs> and that is all I have for the beer news. So you know what that means, right? I think I do. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time. For the cold brew list. 
as we proceed Let me ask you this What holiday is past? Um Memorial Day? Yes. Oh, okay. Correct. I had to put myself uh on the in the Friday. So yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> I have a list story of well the uh in in memorandum of beer. Although you can still get these, but this is the best old school beers from the eighties and nineties. Oh okay. Hey, those are and these are legit craft beers. From what I'm reading. Oh okay, and those are years before. Well, we started drinking the nineties, the late nineties. Right. Well, officially, <laughs> we started drinking in the late nineties. <laughs> Anyone ask? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go down this list. I don't know why it's ranked or what got it ranked, but here are the <clears throat> beers. And basically, these beers were created in the eighties and nineties. So a lot of them are still available okay. today. Right. And um, maybe you missed your chance on Memorial Day, but next time you buy uh, some beer, you pick up a sixer or so and remember these things. Yes. <laughs> Don't pour it out, though. Yes. Coming out in 1995 from Allagash Brewing, Allagash White. Oh, all right. Classic. At this point, is a classic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Belgian style. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, from Deschutes Brewing out of Bend, Oregon. Right? They're out of Bend? Yep. Um, the Deschutes Mirror Pond. Coming out in 1988. I think we've we've had that show. We've had both of these beers on the show, like, during our early years. I, I know Mirror Pond. I'm not sure about Alaga. Oh, I, I, oh, you know what? You've had the Allagash White, but it was like a variation, I think. Like a barrel-aged you know, version I've, or something. I've had Allagash. Several Allagash. Yes, but I don't think it was the White. Oh, okay. In fact, other than at a bar, I don't think I've ever had Allagash like, in a can or a bottle. You know? Oh, yeah. No, I get you. Draft only. All right. Moving on, number eight. Uh, released in 1984 from Boston Beer Company, Samuel Adams Boston Live. Hey, I've had that one before. Yeah. A couple times. That's one that we've had. Have we had it on the show? No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's um, just like we haven't had uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I mean, it's just, it's all over the place. Why have it on the show? You're right. Uh, here's one that I haven't seen in a while. I remember this one. Uh, released in 1989. Full Sail Amber. Oh, yeah. I haven't had that one in a long time either. I've never seen it. I haven't seen it. Full Sail around here. Mm-hmm. What's going on? They're out of <laughs> Oregon, too. It's not like it's, not like it's uh, crazy hard to get or nothing. Yeah, it's not like distribution is hard. And plus, aren't they owned by like one of those conglomerates They that aren't like breweries or... That you know they bought a stake in them, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like conservation or something? Yeah, some yeah, something like that. Um, uh, possibly sounds familiar, but I I couldn't tell you for sure. Okay. Here's one from Victory Brewing, 
Victory Prima Pills, released in 1996. Now, this huh. is one beer I have not had. Yeah, I don't think I've had it either. I can picture the, the label or the uh, the logo for Victory, though, the big V. Aren't they out of Philly or Pennsylvania somewhere? Are they? Great. Because I, I know it, it reminds me of Avery. It's like that inverted Avery. Right. Yeah, that's is what... Avery out of the- no, Avery's out of Colorado, I believe. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to have to look it up. Let's see here. Vic- Victory or Victoria? Victory. Yeah, I know. Victoria. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're out of uh, Downington, Pennsylvania. Victory Brewing. Oh, okay. And Avery. They are out of Boulder, Colorado. Out. Yeah, there you go. Man, so I was right. I just, uh, I, I doubted myself. They have, they have that one, that white rascal, right? Exactly, yeah. That's the, I think that's their flagship. Because that's the first thing that came up when I typed Avery. <laughs> All right, number five. Released in 1988. Brooklyn, New York. From Brooklyn Brewery. Brooklyn Lager. Very good hey. beer. Moving on. Okay, here's a, here's here's a staple of beer in the the beginning craft world. If you ask me, released in 1986, Widmer Brothers Hef. Oh yeah, that might be actually like the one of the first hefts I've ever had. Yeah, Widmer that, Brothers out of Oregon. Either that or Pyramid. Pyramid. <laughs> um, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, I have not had this one um, from Bell's Brewing. Bell's Best Brown Ale, released in 1988. I've had that one. Um, I'm not a big brown ale fan, so I would be the I should be the last one you ask if it's any good or not. So, but it comes out every year, and people I see it online because it's seasonal, and they oh, yeah they get all crazy when when it comes out. I think it comes out in the fall. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Is it like uh, Dark Lord Day? Just <laughs> Brown Day? No, it's not. People doing crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, get passed out on the lawn and shit. <laughs> Fucking Brown Day, woo! Next time, hey, who does who does Dark Lord again? Three Floyds. Three Floyds. I thought it was. Early. Is Three Floyds gonna be on Firestone? I don't. Uh, shoot, I don't know. Now you, I don't think so. Uh, I think I would have went, uh, you know, the one I'm looking forward to is that one that has that cold IPA out of, uh, not Weathered Soul. Damn it, now I'm, now I'm fucking, now I'm just, uh, putting both foots in my mouth, foot, foots, feet in my mouth right now. Wait, hold on. Um, I'm going, I'm going through to see if Three Floyds, I have the, the app open right now. No. No, they are not. Because they'd be right after Thornbridge Brewing out of Bakeswell, Derbyshire, UK. But it goes straight to Topa Topa. Um, Wayfinder. Maybe they did the numeric. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe they did the three. Real quick, though, uh, Wayfinder uh, is the one I'm talking about. And they're going to have their cold IPA there at the Firestone Locker. And that's one of the ones I'm looking forward to trying. Um, Let me see. Oh, shit. They are. They're going to be a Firestone Locker. Three Floyds will be there. They're going to have their adult-sized beverage. That's a rare beer, so it'll probably be a time-pouring. Uh, Barbarian Haze. Uh, that's a pale ale. Um, hey, is that a, no, is that a, a reference IP. to the, the uh, 
Is it the Johnny Depp case? What, adult type beverage? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, I remember, uh, I remember the the lawyer used the term a mega pint, and he's like, what's a mega pint? Is there a pint or not? <laughs> yeah. Good point. Uh, Barbarian Hayes, <laughs> Dismembers Only, and Fooder Fiend. Fooder Fiend. Yeah. But look at this, Dismembers Only. So they all have their a- their ABVs next to them, right? The adult side beverage, it's going to be a 15%. It's classified as brown porter stout roast, so it's probably going to be a like a, bar- a barrel-aged stout. Um, Barbarian Haze is cast- classified as pale ale, IPA, double IPA, or hop. So it's probably going to be a hazy IPA. That's a 6.5%. Um, Dismembers Only is going to be another uh, barrel-aged stout. This one, they rate, I don't know, this might be a typo, but it's... Let me see here. They don't have 4,456,336% ABV. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is a barrel age to me. Imperial style with cocoa nibs. Uh, Griotines cherry. I never heard of Griotines cherry. And Thai bananas. Wow. That's fucking... That sounds crazy. Cherries, bananas, and, and chocolate. Oh. This, yeah, dismembers only in the Fooder Fiend is a strawberry wild ale. So yeah, Three Floyds will be there. And they were there last time, right? And then they they didn't announce it, but they had Dark Lord, right? In 2018. Okay. I remember I remember the the second time I went. Mm-hmm. They had Dark uh they had Dark Lord, but the line was just crazy. And uh one the time we went, they were out of it. Yeah. Well, I remember we, we heard late because they, they didn't list it. It was like a surprise or like a mystery. No, but know. this is this is one of the times I went before. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get you. But the the, the time when, when we went in 2019, they didn't tell anyone that they had it. And we heard by word of mouth. And by the time we got there, they were out. Right. Although I, I remember the one I did get from them is Chemtrails. That one was fun. Oh, yeah. That was the one. Um, that was a. Was that a, a stout or an IPA? The stout. It was barely. Oh, okay. And then uh, they had a uh, they had a uh, zombie dust. That was good. Right. Yeah. Stuff and had zombie dust or gumball head. Those are the two I want to try. Good. All right. Uh, let's get let's get back to your list. Okay. <clears throat> Finishing up. Number two, released in nineteen eighty seven. I remember this one. Red Hook ESB. Yep. Extra special bitter. I remember I had friends who were really into this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, <laughs> but it was kind of like one, like like at the time I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's too happy for you. You think? Yeah, well, yeah, too bitter. <laughs> but even like ESBs are less bitter than Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. True, but yeah, I guess going from you know Corona and Heineken and. Uh, Hefeweizen. Other stuff I was drinking. Uh, Tecate. It was just, it was just too, uh, too much of a flavor profile change. Gotcha. Yeah, that was when you're. Yeah, our our palates change over time, so you know it's understandable. And number one on this list released in 1980. Let me guess. Uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. There you go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
I got a funny story about Orale. So I, I was texting with my daughter and she told me something. I said, Orale. So what does that mean? And I said, oh, it means like cool. And she's like, oh. Um, and then she thought it meant like uh, uh, temperature cool. I'm like, well, no, it's, it's not temperature. And we were texting. I go, you know what? It's better if I just tell you in person instead of just texting it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I thought that, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Could you put more uh, more ice in my in my juice? Cause I want a more orale. <laughs> Actually, that might work. That 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 sentence might work. Anyway, good list. Uh, uh, you know, all those beers like we said came out before you and I started drinking, but um, we we tried them all, and they're all they're all still around today, as far as I know, except for the full sale. We're not sure. You know, <laughs> let's put full sale on oh, the there, side. Of there's it. a link. There's a link to full sale stuff. Oh, okay, let's, let's put. Well, I was gonna say let's put it on the side of a milk carton. See if anyone's seen it. Okay. Report back to us. Full sale. <laughs> Send us your pictures of full sale. Full sale. Tag us on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Let us know it's still out there. <laughs> oh man, so how's your beer going? We're treating you. Good. It's gone. Damn. So yeah, mine's almost gone too. So it seems like uh, we both like our beers. So we are going to rate our beers right now on Untapped. Let me pull up my Untapped app. There it is. And you had, I mean, it was uh, it was Vallejo, but who who brewed it again? For Mirror Island. Mare Island. Mare Island. Island. There, there's the brewery. There it is, Mariano Guadalupe Vallejo. Oh, I see the uh, the barrel aged one, the Don Vallejo's uh, barrel aged Mexican lager. Yeah. All right. Um, got rated higher than this. Well, that's one. not the one I had. I just had the regular. Correct. Um, what would you like to rate this beer at? Uh, I'm gonna give this a four. Ooh, nice. Nice. Right now it has an overall rating of 3.84. None of our friends have rated it. So what would you like to leave as the tasting notes? Uh, malty, crisp, and clean. Malty. It, it, it's, got a, it's got a big Euro punch up front, but then it finishes nice like a, a summer crusher. Nice. Nice. So malty, crisp, and clean. Check in. We didn't even... Oh, we didn't even get no... Huh. We didn't get no Memorial Day badges, but they did give us our uh, 10% off beer packs at Total Wine and more. Shop now. Oh, yeah, for it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. You know what I noticed now? Like, my apps are, are asking me if I'm enjoying using the app instead of asking me to go and rate them on the uh, the app store. Yeah. Are you enjoying this app? And it just came up right now. It's the first time for Untapped. Are you enjoying this app? Said no, I'm not. It, yes, no, I am. This is work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop asking me. You're pestering me. You're worse than my mother. Um, sorry, Ma, if you're listening. Uh, let's see here. Um, she don't listen. I don't even think she listened the other day <laughs> when we did the when I did the filth farm filth. Uh, let's see here. So I have by toppling Goliath the radiant haze. I like this one. Um, before I look it up, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give this one a four two five. Is a, a every a lot of stuff I, I like in in IPAs and 
It is uh, it is excellent. Radiant Haze, it's up there. Um, there it is. It has an overall rating right now of 4.02. None of our friends have rated it. And I'm going to say it is um, smooth, um, silky, and stony. That's it. Go to 425, slide it over, and check in. All right. Um, so I don't know if... Uh, do you have anything uh, Anything you'd like to get to? Because I do want to talk about... Um, I think it'll, it'll be time. Um, time enough for people to have seen Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because we're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, after, if you have anything. Do you have anything? No, I was going to say, I, I know the Kenobi is coming up, so... Uh, yeah, I'm ready for that. <laughs> as far as um, listeners who may sign off because they're not caught up, although, shoot, the third episode will be out by the time this drops. Right. Um, I hope everyone had a fun, safe uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, really, we, I, I don't say it enough. Uh, you know, thank you for listening and being part of this with us. Yeah, and totally. And, and I've had a couple of listeners reach out and wanted us to send them um, some some decals or some stickers some cold brew podcast stickers and i will and and i just want to apologize because i forget i'm forgetful and plus i've been so fucking busy it'll it'll get out there so i appreciate all of you who reached out and asked for stickers they, they will be uh coming soon mm. all right so we're gonna go to i'm gonna talk about obi-wan kenobi because you and i are um star wars um star wars fans and we uh we love the but we talked about Mandalorian. We talked about Boba Fett. Now Kenobi's coming out on Disney Plus. It's out actually, I should say. And uh, what are your uh, what are your overall uh, impressions of the the two episodes that dropped so far? Okay, overall I like it mm-hmm. because it's Star Wars and it's really cool. Um, one there's just one big obvious uh, what's it called? <laughs> uh, I guess catch or a spoiler alert if you will yeah because this is a prequel you know he's not gonna die right you know what I mean? no matter how much pearl he gets under and you know he he obviously makes it to to a, a new hope so um <clears throat> that was kind of like my thing uh, remember the movie solo i really like the movie solo yeah that's but, what the, you know that's what i said too they're, when they're doing all their their uh their their high risk what do they call it uh, uh damn it what's the name uh heist when they do their heist yeah the heist and stuff yeah <laughs> all right we'll uh-huh. keep going on on obi-wan like your overall impression so I, I get it i know the that 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 the the risk of peril is is abated because you already know he's not going to die but it's still they, they still try to thrill us in some way or another. Yeah, so uh, you, you just see him uh, him adapting to a, a new station in life, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the the, the new uh, evil threat and old evil threat yeah. when they uh, are are introduced. Uh, I, I just I like it though because it's Star Wars and it's an adventure, kind of like again going back to like Rogue One, where Rogue One obviously there wasn't. Jedi and whatnot. However, it was like a, a Star a Star Wars themed action movie. There you go. Which yeah. to me like totally worked. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a, you know, like a 
the Star Trek movies, if you will. Like, you, you know, Captain Kirk's gonna live. However, what's the other? You know, and, <laughs> right. and, and they did make great stories out of it. Mm-hmm. So again, they, they have a. There is, a, you know, comic book stories of of Obi Wan and and the Inquisitor and uh, you know his time on Tatooine. Look it up from the two. So, uh, you know. Is uh, how much more original stuff are we going to see where the stuff that was done? Because like uh, that that black Wookiee in uh, in Boba Fett, that black Christian or whatever, however you say it. Yeah. Uh, that was a story in the comic books. Supposedly that he came and attacked the Owen farm, and, and Obi Wan fought him off. Hmm. And, and Luke was aware of Obi Wan being there too, so it's like it's no right. Um. My overall impression, so, yeah, go ahead. Well, okay, but I think overall the, the tone and, and even the quality. I mean, yeah, CGI is getting really good, but like you know, if you have a TV that's really good too, you can kind of see the difference. I yeah, you know, when he was sitting there on the rock, you know, eating his dinner or whatever, I'm like, wow, this is so fucking CGI. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it is not. It doesn't live up to uh, Lucasfilm's uh, quality. Right, like I don't know. Have you ever seen like behind the move, the, the behind the scenes of those Avenger movies? They're oh, all yeah. just running around in the whole, in complete. The room is entirely green. It's like, yeah, there's nothing at all. There right. might be like a, a, a green block so they could stand up, <laughs> right? Or that rock turns into anything. Like. Yeah, the shelf to to make them jump a little bit higher or something. Yeah, <laughs> but w- what I want to say is, right now, it's really good. It, it, it has the potential to be. Uh, an awesome mini series uh, with nothing to uh, hope story story wise as far as I'm yeah my overall impression right now same as you like I, I kind of already kind of uh, know that he's not no matter what kind of peril he finds himself in he's still going to pull through um, but I just, I just find the storytelling very formulaic and predictable I was not impressed with the storytelling at all um, I do like the characters though. I, of course, I love Obi Wan. Um, I've come to appreciate him more over the years um, since the original series, and then through Attack of the Clones and even Rebels. Hello there. <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah, all the memes and everything coming out, and realizing how much of a badass he is, like or was, or you know what I mean. And uh, I think, but the as far as the the the, the new Kenobi series, the only character that i'm really drawn to and very entertained by is is leia leia is fucking awesome i just i love her character it's so great i wish we could see luke i wish we could see uh maybe 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 that maybe that's in the future maybe it's in a future episode but i kind of want to see luke and how he interacts with uncle ben and just i want him to be the same as leia is right now you know what i mean no yeah that'd be cool yeah, you know, kind of like, you know, questioning everything and pushing authority and still being, you know, somewhat polite and being a kid and inquisitive, but also at the same time, like uh, already serving no fools. Right. But uh, yeah, let, let's get to the uh, the original. The first episode, there's a lot of like recap and it was all like uh, the first like three episodes, right? The first three episodes of the Skywalker saga. Right. Um, so here's the write-up I have. Uh, Ten years after Order 66, 
which they kind of show a little bit. They kind of showed the orders, like uh, as far as like, you know, the Jedi trying to protect the younglings and try to protect the, uh, what is it, the, the temple? Yeah, yeah, the Jedi temple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then they go ten years later. So basically, uh, yeah, if it's ten years later, that would make Leia and Luke both ten years old because they were born right like during Order sixty six, right? Like, were they born during Order 66, if, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, Order 66 was given. They, they were born when his dad, when their dad was getting the, the, uh, his oh, surgery. Okay. Oh, so it's, it's like, like maybe a day or two after. Yep, that, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, so, and then it's, uh, what, like 10 or 9 years before the Star Wars, the New Hope. So it's like basically like halfway in between. So that means, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Th- th- technically, they, they said Luke is eighteen. So eight oh, years. okay. I thought I thought he was like nineteen or twenty. Um, let's see here. So yeah, ten years after Order sixty six, when most of the Jedi Order were killed, the Grand Inquisitor, fifth brother, and third sister Reva Sevender find a surviving Jedi Nari on Tatooine. So already back to Tatooine. It seems like everything. If all the shit goes on in Tatooine, why isn't the Empire? I know they're on the outer rim, but it's like, hey, this place is a fucking hotbed for everything. Let's <laughs> let's put an outpost there. Yeah, you know, I I, I kind of uh, reading the Star Wars lore that yeah, technically, uh, yeah, Tatooine is is like a, a big outpost for, for as far as uh, transport and stuff. So it, it does make it like a hub of the outer rim, mm-hmm. but like. Uh, unless you like, you know, from from time to for tattooing, a lot of people, you know, they they like to be to the center of the galaxy versus like the next the next planets or so from tattooing are allegedly vast. You know? Okay, it's not like anything else out there. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Reva um, grows impatient Reva. and Reva attempts to grow uh, attempts is impatient and attempts to kill Nari, forcing the Grand Inquisitor to stop her, which allows Nari to escape. Um, what did you think of the whole like the Inquisitors? There was the Grand Inquisitor. There was Sister Three. I don't even know what the other guy was called. The guy with the hat. Uh, yeah, they just call him Fifth Brother. Oh, that's so, that's Fifth Brother. Okay. Yeah, here's my thing on the Inquisitors. And for those of you that do know, cool. For those of you that don't know, uh, here's a quick rundown: is they were uh, former. <clears throat> most of them were former Jedi's that do have some power of the Force, mm-hmm. uh, not fully developed to be a, like a great warrior, like Obi Wan, obviously. That. Uh, gave into the dark side. Um, some of them even stopped, like the Grand Inquisitor allegedly stopped, uh, stopped, like he was a Jedi that walked away because he stopped believing in, in what they were doing and what they stood for during the, before the Clone Wars and stuff. So, okay. um, yeah, then uh, basically they're like special forces uh, that the Emperor put together with, with, uh, uh, with, the help of Darth Vader to to hunt down the, the remaining Jedi because uh, obviously you know Jedi are going to kill a bunch of stormtroopers before they eventually go down. Is In it, theory, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the fifth so, brother and the third sister. That's like their rank, and it depends on yeah, whether they're male, male or yeah, female. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of inner turmoil in, in the whole uh, uh, Inquisitor system, if you will, and that's yeah. why uh, if. That's part of it too. Is is they know where they're ranked by their, by their uh, the call sign. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, do you know who Fifth Brother is? 
No, who, who, who plays him? Yeah. No, who who plays his brother? It's uh, Han from Fast and Furious. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I don't think it's yeah. it, it's been too long since I've seen that uh, series. It's Asian. Okay. All right. I believe you. I mean, he looks Asian, so I figured he was. Um, let's see here. Um, Reva believes that she sh- or they should be hunting for uh, Obi Wan instead of Nari. Um, but everyone, uh, no one knows where Obi Wan is. But she has a, a an inkling that he might be on Tatooine, right? Um. Well, you know, if you listen to the dialogue and stuff, uh, the Inquisitor was saying that the, the r- rumors of Jedi's travel fast. And, you yeah. know, he broke down the whole... They hunt themselves. Of what that, well, yeah, but the the Nari, like, all of a sudden, a, a bartender isn't getting, uh, you know, harassed anymore. Yeah. Uh, he sheltered someone who's looking out for him, which was basically what Nari and that, that bartender were doing. <laughs> and when I first saw Nari, I, I got the... For some reason, I, I was thinking Ryan from The Office. Right? I got that, too. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Um, under the alias Ben. Oh, that other Jedi is more like Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> under the alias Ben, Kenobi watches over a young Luke Skywalker, the son of former apprentice turned enemy Anakin Skywalker. He is haunted by memories of Anakin's fall and is unable to communicate with his. Fo- That's another thing. Yeah, that um, we have yet to see Qui Gon, and I thought we were going to see him. He, I know at the end of 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 the trilogy, the the prequel trilogy that. Yoda said, I'll teach you how to communicate with your former master. And it seems like the couple of times they showed him, they showed Kenobi trying to communicate, uh, it came up empty, uh, at least as far as his um, his vision. But I mean, yeah, but, it seems like the, yeah. that whole communication hasn't happened yet. Like he's still working on it. Yeah, but it, it did seem <laughs> like. Uh, he he did ask for some help. I think in episode two, and um, he did get help. So there is uh, there is something there. Like maybe he's still working on. It. He still has to learn how to do it correctly. But Qui Gon is there. It seems like helping him out. Does that make sense? What what help are you referring? Oh, yeah. when when he was on, I think it was Coruscant, right? That that he went to. No, I forgot the name of the city. It starts with a D. Okay, but like he saw, like you know, he he asked Master, give me some help, and then next thing you know, that someone comes up and says, "Hey, can I do something for you?" Or like offers him something, and so that to me that was like, oh, Qui Gon is like you know, kind of used his yeah. his energy to help him. He's intervening. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's episode two. Well, right. <laughs> on the other planet, it's episode two, and and uh, that. That girl alien, the, the drug dealer and stuff, that's actually uh, uh, Lou McGregor's sister. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Or not sister, uh, daughter. Daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, wow, all right. But, you know, that maybe that's what it's like in that family. But, all right, <laughs> that makes more sense. Um, on Alderaan, Anakin's daughter, Leia, who's adopted by uh, Kenobi's acquaintance, Senator Bail Organa, is kidnapped by bounty hunters. Or, isn't that, that was Flea, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Flea is the, is the kidnapper. Flea kidnapped Leia. Uh, um, and then we later find out that he kidnapped her to draw out Kenobi. He was kidnapped by Chili Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> but to, it was Reva's plan to draw out Kenobi by 
um, kidnapping Leia? Like, how did they know right. Leia was was? Why why not kidnap Luke? Like, because he's right there on the same fucking planet. Oh no! <clears throat> she again. It was in the dialogue. She said she uh, that Riva uh-huh. when the Grand Inquisitor was trying to stop her ambitious ways. She said that she said that uh, the Leia's dad. She knows uh, Leia's dad knows Kenobi versus uh, oh. Luke's dad. Gotcha. I don't know. She should know that. That I I, I would think she would know that. Uh, well. Maybe they don't. They don't know Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. Well, yeah, that's another thing. Is uh, <clears throat> Reva seems to know, and um, what's it called? Uh, actually, that's that's like a huge, huge secret. People, uh, there's only a few that really know that. Yeah, so, like Palpatine. The fact and, that she knows that, yeah, uh, is kind of a uh, another head scratcher. Like, what? How, how does how does she know? Like, who told her? Yeah, you know? it, maybe it'll come out later. Possibly. Um, oh, maybe, maybe the, maybe Senator, or maybe well, Emperor Palpatine um, gave her the information. You know, you know what? Two people are thinking too because of, uh, you know, she seems to have some sort of uh, like a uh, uh, little mind reading force power abilities. Maybe she was uh-huh. able to. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was able to to, to see it. To, to get it out of Vader anyway, like maybe mm. even when he was in it, the the bath the thing stuff like you All know, you right. felt his, his thoughts. Right. Uh, so yeah, so at the end of the episode, uh, Jimmy Smith's Bail Organa, he uh, goes and visits Kenobi in Tatooine and um, begs and pleads with them to to find Leia. So, oh yeah, here we go. After tracking the kidnappers to planet Dayu. I think I it it just looks so much like that scene. It, was that the same scene where uh, Anakin and Kenobi were trying to find the assassin? Was it, that was in the same city? Was it? Is it looked like a lot like the same city? I thought that they were in Coruscant, though. Yeah, no. That, <clears throat> the scene you're referring to was on Coruscant. However, okay. no, this is just another city planet. In fact, right. too, that was another part at the beginning where um, that planet, like <laughs> once the ships enter the, it's uh, it's whatever atmosphere whatever mm-hmm. they, they block all signals like uh and it can help that guy uh or ask the guy i'm looking for a ship that had this picture and he goes this is you know this is dying or whatever we we block all sig- signals here people like their privacy mm, yeah um so yeah kenobi encounters a man haja estri who's posing as a jedi that's that uh what's that guy's name haja no, no, no. I mean, uh, his the actor name. That's a stand-up comedian, right? Yeah, he's a he's a. What was he in? Oh, he's been in a lot uh, of things. Yeah, he was in that 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 eight. Uh, what's it? The that Silicon Valley show, right? Wasn't he in that one? Right. Yeah. What's his name? I want to say. Hold on. Let me let me get it. So uh, let me look it up so I don't fuck it up. It is uh, Kumail. Kumail uh, Nanjiani. I was just going to guess that. (laughs) Yeah, who's in the Big Sick? Lapis, you know, it's Stuber. The Lego movie Ninjago. He's in uh, The Simpsons, too, just recently. 
but uh, um, yeah, he's he's a he's a funny actor. In fact, his character was pretty funny. He was a, a what like a, what would you call him like a con man? Um, anyway, he directs uh, Kenobi to Leia's location where he defeats the kidnappers and rescues her. Um, the Grand Inquisitor learns of their presence and locks down the city. Riva dis disobeys orders to stand down and places a new bounty on Kenobi, causing mercenaries around the city to target him and Leia. When Leia realizes that they're after... Have you, have you seen that Silicon Valley show? No, I haven't. That's with uh, him and TJ uh, Miller and yeah, I've heard it's funny. Yeah. Have you ever seen any like skit of it or anything? No, or clips? No, I have not. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you one that is gonna blow your mind. You can watch it afterwards. But okay, just, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the title of the uh, of the clip? Just so our, our listeners yeah. can know if they want to uh, oh. find it for themselves. The jerk ratio. The jerk. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see here. Um, when Leia realizes that they're after Kenobi instead of her, she loses trust in Kenobi and runs away. With bounty hunters firing at them, Leia jumps off a roof and Kenobi saves her using the force. She doesn't jump off the roof. She tried to jump from roof to roof. I think that's a mistype. Right. Um, then he, she, he saves her from landing on the, on the ground in full force. And it looked like to me, it looked like he was having a difficult time. Like he hasn't practiced it in a while, so he wasn't sure how to use it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They, yeah, okay. So you, you you caught that too then, right? Yep. And then uh, it gained her trust because she she because she asked him earlier like make me float, and he's like no you know you know I can't. Um, let's see. Haja finds them and directs them to an unguarded cargo port from which they can escape. Uh, but Riva finds him, um, questions him. <laughs> it's funny when when he. She pushes him to the wall. She's like, "Oh!" He, he goes, "Oh, that was, that was real. That wasn't using magnets or anything." <laughs> uh, Reva shocks Kenobi by revealing to him that Anakin, who goes now by Darth Vader, is still alive after Kenobi thought he had died ten years earlier. The Grand Inquisitor arrives and attempts to arrest Kenobi himself, but Reva stabs him with her lightsaber, which is true in Sith fashion, right? Right. Your 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 uh, your print your master gets in the way like fuck him like I'm I'm the master now bitch kills uh, the Grand Inquisitor right. um, allowing Kenobi but at during that time Kenobi's like I'm getting the fuck out of here they're gonna fight I'm out of here that's like the some bad guy shit like as far as like you know uh, the good guys squ uh, quibbling or squabbling with each other then the bad guys get away right. it's usually, it's usually the other way around this time Kenobi and Leia take off. While uh, the Grand Inquisitor and Riva um, are, uh, are quabbling, squabbling, I, I don't even know the, the right term right now. And they escape. And then we see um, Darth Vader in uh, one of those Bactine tanks, or what are they called? Yeah, Bacta. Bacta. Bactine. <laughs> Maybe there's some Bactine in there too. Uh, Bacta tank. And um, he's, the only thing I didn't like about that scene is they gave him his, uh, his breath, his. Darth Vader's suit breath, but he's in a fucking tank. Like, is he really making that breath? Why, why didn't they have that for Luke when he was in that back to tank during the uh, during the Empire of the Strike Empire Strikes Back? Maybe his uh, suit respirator is compatible. <laughs> oh, okay. They they they, <laughs> they hooked up the suit respirator to the back to tank. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the scuba suit. 
anyway and that's how the episode two ends um yeah that's about it anything else you'd like to add that i forgot or that you thought of no no it's pretty good uh the third sister is pretty hateable though because she acts like uh i don't know well like that thing you don't know her history but she acts like she knows jedi and she killed a lot of jedi you know what i mean yeah when uh but oh that's another thing too well spoiler alert uh <laughs> Those those Inquisitor guys are in all over that that the cartoon series Star Wars Rebels. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. No, I've I've only seen a couple episodes, um, and I know you. I think that I figured that when you asked me if I seen Rebels before. Yeah, so it, it's after Clone Wars and um, what's the timeline of that? Hmm. Because yeah, Darth Vader's in it. So yeah, I want to know if it's. I, yeah, it's. I think it's just kind of a a, a side stuff between uh, Empire and Jedi. Is where I think because mm. Ahsoka comes back in it, uh, Ahsoka Tano, and um, what's it called? Yeah, Ezra Bridger is like the the young Jedi guy. I forgot the name of his the the other Jedi he, he ran into. That um, the. Uh, The pilot of the of the sh- of the show, I, I think her dad's name was mentioned in uh, in in Rogue One. It, it's it's all it's all over the or, I'm all over the place with that. But what I want to say is the Inquisitors are in that, and mm. the Grand Inquisitor is alive in that one. So I'm not sure if they're gonna bring him back somehow. Um, or maybe but, it's just the that, Grand that, the Grand Inquisitor is like a it's a title more than just a person. Well, yeah, obviously it is a title. Just, uh, but the thing is that, yeah, that that person looks like him. You know, what I mean, it's, oh, it's I see. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. Because like Fifth Brother's in it. Fifth Brother has his, uh, you know, his funky helmet thing going on. <laughs> his funky helmet. I wonder how they do it. Maybe you have to not take a test, but <laughs> it is a funky helmet. You <laughs> know, be you know, be hilarious if like. Uh, <laughs> If he was chasing uh, Obi Wan through the city and he gets on a bicycle, <laughs> <laughs> what if the helmet was He's more like it, it, <laughs> oh, like a like <laughs> like a Tour de France? Yeah, like go. he turns it the other way, so it's like all aerodynamic, and then he turns right. it back. When he's done, he turns it back. Yeah. Oh man, you think it was? You think it was? Uh, they wanted the design was like. Like all the way around, the brim was all the way around instead of just over the years. And then when they hired an Asian guy, they're like, oh, we better change that. No, no, they home like that. No, it's a, it's a, just a bad joke. Yeah. I like it though. I, I already, I like it more than, than Boba Fett. I kind of like Boba Fett. Um, not as much as Mandalorian because I just, I just think Mandalorian, we, we had, we didn't know about this guy at all. So everything is all brand new. I think that's what made it great. Right. Um, Kenobi's only six parts and that's it, right? Like not even season two? Well, I mean, that's the thing. They could leave it open to season two. Like, could they do a concise, tight, you know, year one and then, you know, season two could be added a couple of years later. You know what I mean? Mm. But, I mean, <laughs> that'd be a, a good way to do it. Just slow roll it. Now, I understand Ewan McGregor's a... Uh, like a legit big time well-known actor mm-hmm. so uh 
to, to get him to come back. Um, you could take a little bit of coin, right? But at the same time, it's uh, it's Disney's checkbook, so uh, anything's possible. Yeah, yeah. They and they, I can't. I would think that Disney wants to get into the the what do you call it? Just the uh, the award shows, like like Apple has. Oh, that's true. Hey, you know, here's my thing though too. With, not mm. just with this, because um, there's like another series coming out called Jedi, and it's supposed to be like a random. Uh, what's that called? A uh, uh, spinoff or one-off or? No, no. It, it starts with an A. Acolyte. Yeah. Anthology? Adap- anthology? Adaptation? What? Anthology. Yeah, it's going to okay. be like an anthology uh, series where like every, every episode is going to be like a little history of a, of a, of a Jedi. Huh. All right. But, but my, my original thought, my original thing is, you know, Disney, they own the rights to Darth Vader. Yeah. If, if they got to they gotta maximize it without saturating you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is oh, so you're talking like business, not not fan wise, but this is business wise. You're talking about Disney business wise, right? Yeah, they they have to. I you mean, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He's the most compelling. I, don't know, I mean, that's the smart that that's where your money's going to come from. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's the most compelling. You're going to sell a lot more Baby Yoda dolls than, than Darth Vader dolls <laughs> when it comes down to it, right? But when it comes down to it, people want to see. And, and put it this way, what I'm saying is. This is a viable vehicle for Darth Vader to show up. You know, yes. he, he's not the main guy. Mm-hmm. He just shows up and does his, like 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 Darth Vader in Rogue One was freaking genius. I was about you know to say I mean? yeah, and and they they placed him perfectly, and he was a, a really good like cameo in that one. And that's what made Rogue One. I think that's what put it pushed it over the top. It was good, but that pushed it over the top. Oh, here's another thing. It's spoiler alert too. Is uh, is what's it called? Um, they showed a picture of, of the the current Vader in the in the back of the tank. Yeah. And then they showed uh you know him at the end of Jedi when when Luke, Luke took his helmet off. And if you look, he's got like a big scar on top of his head. Right. Jedi, but I not that. that. So. So is that going to be the fight? Like Obi Wan's going to really bang, you know bust him up again? You know even you know crack his helmet off. That that'd be legit. You know what I mean? They could do it again. They they never said that they never faced more than once. Because uh, in New Hope, all he said was, uh, this is the last time, right? Or, unless we meet again. Yeah. It's, it's not like he said, oh, we, we've only, like, we, we've only faced that one time on Mustafar. Like, they, they, they could fight right. multiple times throughout their, their lives. <laughs> and he never said, he all he said was, I haven't felt his presence since. And then he trailed off. He just walked away. He never said when. He didn't say like two years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or he didn't say 20 years ago. All he said was since. So I like it. You know, you're right. And and I think you're, uh, Darth Vader is the most compelling character in the whole fucking story line. Every, every, you know, in the whole uh, universe. Yeah. Well, that tune you could disguise him. I mean, it'd be cool to see Avengers of Luke, but you're not going to have the same actor. So you're gonna lose a lot yeah. with that, I think. Oh yeah. Whereas Vader, because he's uh, his costume and mm-hmm. voiceover, it's almost almost like he's perfect. Yeah. Keep that forever. I don't know if you can get the exact same James Earl Jones. I mean, he could do it as long as he's alive. He can 
he can voice him, right? It, he might sound a little t tired and labored, but at the same time, with with all the you know filters and and sound engineering, I think maybe you could sound almost anybody sound like Darth Vader. That's true. Oh, you need to record uh, James Earl Jones saying every word ever. <laughs> In every inflection ever. Uh, you know, my daughter's got one of those uh, Darth Vader masks. I can do Darth Vader. There you go. <laughs> yeah, have you seen those masks where like, you talk to it and it, it changes your voice to, quote, sound like Darth Vader? No, actually, I haven't. <laughs> it's, it's terrible, actually. <laughs> it's, it's really bad, but it's fun, though. For kids, kids love it. And kids like me, we love it uh, just as well. All right, man. I think that's enough uh, about uh, Kenobi. We'll talk about next week's episode next week. Work. Hey, um, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time.